called Faith Connections. And we've been looking at things in our life that we need to connect, to connect, get them to connect with our faith. Um, we've been studying for the last few weeks on our thought life. Uh, and that's been a little fun. Um, uh, let me encourage you, uh, these notes are on uh, the Version app. If that's something that you use, you can go and you can save them. Uh, for, for these scriptures. So, <laughs> folks, today, why do, a, why do so many of us struggle with our faith? Why do we feel like we're missing something? Why do we feel like that we've, we're dealing with stuff that's just difficult to overcome? And then when things get tough, we just ask, okay, God, we have to trust you. Because, folks, I want to talk to you about something today that you absolutely cannot trust. You ready? Today, I want to talk to you that you cannot trust your feelings. <laughs> you can't trust your feelings. Uh, they'll lie to you, you know, and, and our emotions, folks, they're not an accurate barometer of our spiritual state. Let me, all right. So we had a good time in here today and we, we, we shouted and, and here I thought my voice would be stronger because I'm not singing today and here I am still sounding like a frog. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we do all these things. We think, well, you know, I just don't feel it today. But you can't use your emotions as the barometer for your uh, spiritual life. And we need to be careful not to put too much stock in our emotions until we find out ourselves will become disappointed, will become discouraged, will become let down because our expectation didn't match our emotional quotient. And so when we find ourselves in that place, we got to ask, okay, what can I really trust? Listen what uh, Amy Carmichael says here. She said, all the great temptations appear first in the region of the mind. And can be fought and conquered there. We have been given the power to close the door of the mind. Mm. We can lose this power, though, through disuse or increase it by use. By the daily discipline of the inner man. In things which seem small and by radiance upon the word and the spirit of truth. Of the spirit of truth. It is God that worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. It is as though he said, learn to live in your will and not in your feelings. Ooh. See, if you're an emotional person, this is going to hurt a little bit. Because we operate so much on our emotions. I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 29 if you will. And I'm going to read this out of the complete Jewish Bible. Proverbs 29 says this, says a fool, you got to count those down because now you got everybody's attention. A fool gives vent to all his feelings, but the wise thinketh, think, but the wise thinking of afterwards steals them. So a fool gives vent. He, a fool just lives off their emotions. What's happening now? This is what I feel, so I'll live off my... How many of you have ever made a bad decision because you felt a certain way? 
You, I've got a few brave souls raising hands. So we feel a certain way, so we make these decisions, and I love how the uh, complete Jewish Bible says, it says, a fool gives vent to his emotions. In other words, a fool just lives by his emotions. But the wise, thinking of what comes after that emotional outburst, oh, but the wise, thinking of what comes after that emotional outburst, calms his emotions down. Folks, we're going to have to understand, if we want our faith to work, faith cannot be tied, sorry, yeah, faith cannot be tied to your emotions. Well, I feel real powerful today, so I'm going to try to believe for God. Folks, we have to learn that God is faithful whether I feel it or not. We have to learn that God is going to be faithful whether I feel on top of the world or I'm in the bottom of the ditch. That no matter where I'm at, I have to decide that how I feel is not going to determine the motion that God is taking me to. Anybody ever heard of Watchman Knee? Okay, good. I, yeah, I say these things, I thought, oh, I don't know how old I am here. Watchman Knee said this, human feelings change as the world changes. Their easy excitement can occasion a saint to lose his spiritual balance. So when our, our emotions change, it can actually cause us to lose our emotional, our spiritual balance. He said their constant disturbance can affect a believer's peace in his spirit. So the constant disturbance of my emotions, of my feelings, well, I just feel, that'll get you in trouble. Because let's just be honest. I'll be honest about me. You be honest about you. Don't raise your hand. Nobody knows I'm talking about you. There are days, Joe, that I don't feel like a pastor. There are days I don't even feel like a believer. Oh, I'm the only one. Oh, that's right. I told you to keep looking straight ahead. Okay. All right. Man, I felt, I felt singled out there for a minute. There are days where I don't even feel like a believer, where everything seems to be going wrong. And if I operate on those feelings, then my whole spiritual balance begins to get off. And now I feel like I'm this way, I'm on this boat that's being tossed by the waves of the sea. I think James called that a double-minded man. And he said he's unstable in all his ways. Not just some of his ways, but he's unstable in all of his ways. So why can't we trust our feelings? Well, because the source is not always trustworthy. The source of your feelings is not always trustworthy. All right. I know everybody in here is super spiritual. Did you know that your feelings can actually be manipulated and come from Satan? Go to Acts where, where are we going? Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. He says, Then Peter said to Ananias, Why has Satan filled your heart to deceive the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the proceeds of the land? Now, I'm not going to go through this whole story. Everybody knows that. They had made a promise to sell some land and bring everything back. And they decided we're going to keep some of this back. But when they came in front of Peter, they said, here's all the money we made. This is, it. This is all of it. 
And he said, why did Satan deceive your heart? Well, I just feel it in my heart. That's sometimes the scariest thing that somebody could ever say to me, Brenda. Well, I'm just going to tell you, I feel it in my heart. Eh, buddy. (laughs) I'd rather you feel it in your spirit than feel it in your heart. Why? Because your heart, and let's, let's go ahead and look at that word. The word heart is the word cardia here. Does that sound familiar? All right. It's the word cardia, and it means the soul or mind as, as a fountain and the seat of thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, affection, purpose, and endeavors. So what he's actually saying here is what did Satan deceive? He deceived his soul. He de- and what's the soul? We've been talking about this a lot. Soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, your soul. Your soul has yet to find Jesus. Because <laughs> your mind don't always go that route. It goes on to say, of the heart, it says, it is of the understanding, the faculty and the seat of intelligence. Of the soul, so far it is the affected and stirred in a bad way or good. Or of the soul, the seat and the sensibilities, the affections, the emotions, desires, appetite, and passions. Its direct synonym here is the word suke, which is your soul. So he asked, he asked Ananias and Sapphira here, he says, why has Satan deceived your mind, your will, or your emotions? See, if your emotions can be fooled, then they can't be trusted. Now, God made us, I'm not saying we shouldn't be emotional people. Watch us in worship, you'll understand. We're emotional, you know? There's nothing wrong with feeling that. God gave us those feelings. God wants us to enjoy all of that. But when it comes to trusting him, we can't trust him based on what we feel. We can't base him based on our, uh, can't trust him based on our emotions because our emotions can be manipulated even by Satan. Go to Acts 5, 3 again out of the New Century Version. I love this one. And Peter said, Ananias, why did you let Satan rule your thoughts? To lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep yourself, keep for yourself part of the money you receive for the land. See, feelings can be manipulated. It happens all the time. You're sitting at home in the middle of the night, you got the TV on, and you hear this crazy song. And you say, all these little skinny dogs tied up beside of, come on. You know what they're doing? They're manipulating your feelings. Oh, am I the only one that's ever seen that commercial? Do I have to sing? Nope, not going to do it. In the arms. No. It's to manipulate our feelings. See, feelings are so easily manipulated, Emily. So when we go to trust God, we have to trust him from something that's deeper than what just can come because your feelings can be manipulated. We have to trust him from a place that is deeper than what we have been living on. 
Folks, I don't know about you, but I know people who have lived on their emotions. That is some of the most miserable people I have ever seen. And we'll talk about why they're miserable here in a minute. But, you're, but first off, why can't I trust my emotions? One is because they can be manipulated by Satan. The second, thing I can, the second reason I can't trust my emotions and my feelings is because they can be worked up by the flesh. By this part of me that still likes to do the stuff it ain't supposed to do. That still enjoys. <laughs> and so in my own flesh, I can stir up my own emotions. You don't believe it? We, I'm going to tell on my daughter here. Her husband here, he can, he can tease her when he gets home. <laughs> I was in the house one day and I kept hearing this cry. And I thought, what in the world? Now, Reese was a baby. And I kept hearing this cry. And I walked through, and Sydney is standing in front of a full-length mirror. Making her, she was three years old. Making herself cry. She was, nobody loves me. <laughs> you know? And she sat there, and she talked to herself until she made herself cry. We say, ah, but how many times do we do it? Oh, I don't know why everything always goes wrong for me. It's just bad. My life never works out. Nothing ever goes right. If it's going to be, if it's going to be bad, it's going to happen to anybody. It's going to happen to me. It's going to happen because it's in my... We even put this junk on Facebook for the world to see. Because we want somebody else to validate our emotion. Well, you don't need somebody to validate your emotion. You need to know that you're a child of the king, and it doesn't matter how you feel. It matters who you's, whose you are. But we work up our own emotion. We get ourselves so tore up, and then we look for somebody else to validate it. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. Proverbs 14, verse 12. Some people think they are doing right, but in the end, it only leads to death. Some people think, now remember, what's your soul? Your mind, what goes on in your mind, or what should go on in your mind? Thinking, your mind, your will, your emotion. Some people in their mind, their will, and their emotions think what they're doing is right. But in the end, what does it get me? It's death. It, it, it leads to death. And so I can't even trust my own feelings because I can manipulate them based on whatever I'm thinking in the time. And if I think everybody, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, I might as well just go eat a worm then that's what I get because I put myself in that place. And like Watchman Nee said, my whole spiritual balance is now out of whack. Go to Proverbs 28. Proverbs 28, verse 26, just the first part of that verse. He says, he who leans on, trusts in, and is confident in his own mind and heart is self-confident fool. I love the Amplified, just decides to define some words for you there. 
says, whoever, he who leans on, trusts in, and is confident in his own mind and heart. Now, what is your heart? Your mind, will, your emotions. Whoever trusts in those is a self-confident fool. And yet we think we're wise and spiritual. <laughs> and our whole spiritual balance is out of whack. Folks, we can't go on feeling. We have to go on faith. We have to trust God. Remember, I've told our church for years, and for those of you who are new, I tell everybody, when we're believing in God, prepare to believe God for 100 years. For whatever you're believing him for. Say, I will believe you for 100. Listen, when he does it in 10, he's way, way ahead of schedule. If he does it in 20 years, he's ahead of schedule. But we're going to say, I am going to trust you no matter what. No matter what I think, no matter what I feel, no matter how I feel today, no matter how I feel tomorrow, no matter how bad I feel sorry for myself and pity myself and work myself up into this big giant tizzy, I'm still going to trust God because how I feel does not determine his love and his faithfulness to me. Let's listen to Watchman Nee again. He said, human nerves are rather sensitive and are easily stirred by outside stimuli. Whew. See, my feelings are easily stirred by things that are on the outside. But faith should come from the inside. So I can't go by what's on the outside. He goes on. He says, words, manners, environments, and feelings greatly affect us. Our, minds engage, our mind engages in so many thoughts, plans, and imaginations that it is a world of confusion. Your mind, your soul, your mind, your will, your emotion. Well, Jesus saved my soul. No, he didn't. Saved your spirit. You're a spirit being. Follow just after him. Your mind, I love that, is, can be stimulated by so many different things that it becomes a world of confusion. I don't know about you all, but I have lived in that world because I was going on what I felt. Dee and I were uh, pastoring a church years ago. Our girl here, she was in the house this day. And somebody said some things about me, Linda. And I'm not always as tough as I seem, Sandy. And I looked at these two, I don't know if you remember this. I looked at them and said, that's it, I quit. I'll ne Both of their heads. <gasps> I'll never preach again. I'll never step foot in a church again. That's it. If, they, if that's how it is. See, what was I doing? I was making a spiritual decision based on an outward stimulus. Mm. And my emotions got out of whack. So my spiritual balance got out. And I, I walked out of the house, left these two sitting there with the, with, our, with the other two kids. And I walked out of the house and walked down the street. And there was a man came to the end of his, end of his uh, uh, sidewalk and said, hey. I said, yeah. He said, you know God? I said, yeah, I know God. He said, that's what I thought. 
He said, he's called you to do some things and you're trying to run from him. Yeah, right now, buddy. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I said, right now I'm trying to run. And he sat there and prophesied to me for about 30 minutes. Because you know why? My mind, my feelings, my soul needed to be quiet so my spirit could hear. I was a whole different person when I walked back in the house. Why? Because I was thinking with my spirit again. I was following God and his will for my life based on my spirit, not on my feelings. If I always go on what my feelings do, Lana, they can be stirred and it's a world of confusion. Let's finish this quote. He said, if we are favorably inclined to yield to the Lord, to take up his yoke, to follow him, our soul shall not be aroused, aroused sorry, inordinately. In other words, live by your spirit and your soul won't run over top of it. Your spirit. See, this is why this, this message is called All the Feels because we feel it all. We go through all of these things. So that's, I can't trust my feelings because they can be manipulated by Satan. They can be ma manipulated by my own flesh and the outward stimuli. Y'all ready for this? Your feelings are not facts. You cannot trust your feelings because what you feel is not a fact. I'm not going to say what likes to be said around right now. but If we live a life that is constantly colored by our emotions and we live as that is the fact, what I feel right now is a fact, then we are going to be sadly disappointed with the outcome of our life. Elijah had just seen the greatest miracle he had seen. He had just called down fire from heaven, soak up not only the, the sacrifice, burn up the rocks, and licked up all the water. He had just declared that rain was coming. He outran horse-drawn chariots. And the next day, he finds himself getting threatened by a woman. And she says, I'm going to kill you. And you know what he does? He runs. He Can you imagine the day before you stood in front of an altar and said, God, I need you to come through. And, I'll, and God, it, it, it singed everybody's brows off, I'm sure. And the next day, man, I don't know how many times, God, I have experienced something with God and I have went through some of the biggest victories in my life and this little tiny thing comes up and I'm ready to run. That's it. Let's just go. I quit. First Kings chapter 19. See, this is what happened with Elijah. And listen to the conversation Elijah has with God in 19 verse 3. He said, and when he saw that she was serious, he rose and ran for his life. He just called down heaven. He just called down fire. My goodness, folks. He just outran a chariot. He just released rain. 
And this woman is serious, so I guess I better run. He says, and he ran for his life to Beersheba, uh, which belongs to Judah. And he left his servant there, verse 4. But he went a day's journey into the wilderness and came out and sat under a juniper tree and asked that he might die. He just called down fire. And now he's under a tree going, God, kill me now. Just take me now. Does this sound familiar? We see God do great things in our life, and all of a sudden this one thing pops up, and we're like, oh, just take me, God. It just never works out right. I just saw the greatest miracle I could ever think of. I've witnessed miracle on top of miracle on top of miracle in my life. God has done great things for me, and here I stand. God, I can't do this one thing. Come on. Saying, it's enough. Nobody's ever said that, right? It's enough, God. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am not better than my father's. Jump to verse 14. And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord, Lord of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword, and I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. He was convinced. He's the only one. No, yeah, but you don't understand what I'm going through. Nobody's ever went through what I'm going through. Come on. How, how special do you really think you are? Nobody's ever faced what you're facing. Come on. <laughs> God, I've, tried, I've been very zealous, but your people, they all turned against you. He just saw a revival. He just called down fire. They rose up and, and killed the other prophets, the false prophets. And he says, I'm the only one left, God. Nobody's gone through it. Nobody's had it as tough as me. Nobody's been had it as hard as me. And so, you know, because I feel this way, it's okay for me to X, Y, Z. Come on. When are we going to learn to live out of our spirit? When are we going to learn to live out of this place that is secure in God no matter what? When are we going to learn to live out of this place where God says, I am there. I will be closer than a brother. I'll be with you to the very end of the age. When will we learn to live from there and not from here? Because this way that we live in, this kingdom is on the inside and it can't be shaken. Jump down to verse 18. And he says, still, look at God's answer to him. Still I have preserved 7,000 men of Israel for myself, all of whose knees have not bowed to Baal and whose mouths has not kissed him. In other words, what you're feeling is not the fact. What you're feeling is not reality. Try that over here. What you're feeling is not reality. What your spirit's going on. What's happening in your spirit world. In the realm of God that lives on the inside of you. Where you connect to God even in your sleep. Why do you think you have spiritual dreams? 
your spirit's always connected to him. When we learn to live out of this place, well, folks, what it is, it's believing a lie. Well, I never would believe a lie. Sure you would. I don't feel I'm loved. I don't feel I'm important. I don't think nobody likes me there. These are all lies. And we believe them because your feeling is not a fact. Nobody even knows my name. I guarantee you someone does. Your feelings are not a fact, so they can't be trusted. Elijah found out that there were 7,000 besides him. Folks, what we have to learn to do is start turning our thoughts over to God. And when we learn to turn our thoughts over to him and live out of our spirit, folks, you're going to enjoy life a whole lot more than this mully grub in and out, up, down. Your emotions will be up and down, but your spirit doesn't have to be. Just depends on what you're controlled by. Go to Psalms 42. Now nah, let's go 2 Corinthians 10.5 first. 2 Corinthians 10.5, fold you. Look what he says here. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity what? Every thought to what? The obedience of Christ. We have to bring every thought into obedience. So my challenge to you today is will you release your thoughts, your mind, your will, your emotions. Release all those to God. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be a non-emotional person. Okay? God still gave you emotions, but you can't let your emotions determine your spiritual walk. Psalms 42, let's look at it. We're coming in. We'll land here in a second. Psalms 42, verse 5. The message translation. The message is a paraphrase, I know. But do I care? Thank you. The message. Why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? You want King James Version? Why are thou cast down on my soul? <laughs> why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? And why are you crying the blues? Fix my eyes on God. Soon I'll be praising again. He puts a smile on my face. He is my God. When my soul, when my soul is in the dumps, I rehearse everything I know of you. From Judah, from Jordan depths to Hermon Heights, including Mount Mazar. He said, when my soul is down in the dumps, I start remembering how great he is, how glorious he is, all the things he's done for me, every miracle I've seen, every, every blessing that I walk in, everything that I have received. And so all of a sudden, when my soul is down in the dumps, I'm not going to let that emotional roller coaster control me. I'm going to let the spirit that reminds me of who God is, what God is, and who I am to God, and that thing controls me because my feelings are not facts it feels like it to me lastly why do I not go by my feelings because feelings change 
but God's word doesn't. Feelings change, but God's word never will. 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture. All scripture is from God. For it is God breathed, says the Passion. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature, perfected, perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. What perfectly prepares me, Bob? The Word. Not my feelings. Not my emotions. Not how I'm feeling this day because that gets my spiritual balance off. What perfectly matures me and prepares me, I can find in the Word of God because it changes my spirit. It doesn't change my emotions. It doesn't change my feelings. Hebrews 4.12. We're going to shotgun these. Hebrews 4.12, for the word is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul, mind, will, your emotions, and the spirit. The word actually can separate your soul and your spirit. Oh. Of joints and marrow, and is able to judge the what? The thoughts. And the intents of the heart. The word of God you read can judge your thoughts. And says, hey, what you're believing here is a lie. What you think about this is a lie. That's why the word judges our thoughts. To show us what thoughts are not of him. And if they're not of him, then I need to get rid of them. I need to bring them into captivity. Submit my thought life to God. Quit living on what I feel. Start living on what I know in my spirit. What the Word says, Psalms 119, 105. By your words, I can see where I'm going, not my feelings, not my emotions. By your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. You know this one, right? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light into my path. I have committed myself. And I will never turn back. From living your righteous order. <laughs> the word. Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 5. Everybody knows this. And everybody loves this verse. Even though we don't live by it. <laughs> Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own. Lean not to your own understanding. <laughs> in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. Martin Lloyd-Jones says this, we must not concentrate over, 
over much upon our feelings. Do not spend too much time feeling your own pulse, taking your own spiritual temperature. Do not spend too much time analyzing your feelings. That is the high road to morbidity. Man. Let's, let's read that last little bit again. Do not spend too much time feeling your own pulse, taking your own spiritual temperature. Do not spend too much time analyzing your feelings. That is the high road to morbidity. You know what morbidity means, right? Death. Watchman Nee, I'm going to give you a few more quotes and we'll go. But when the cross is working deeply, a believer comes to know himself. He realizes how undependable are his ideas, feelings, and desires. When the cross is the center, when that finished work of Christ is the center, we realize how undependable are my ideas, my thoughts, my feelings, my desires. The cross has to be the center. So folks, no matter how we feel, God's word doesn't change. And if we want to grow in this relationship, and if we want our faith to work, then this has to be connected. This is why this series is called Faith Connections. Well, I'm just, going to, I'm just going to faith it, faith it, faith it. But if other things aren't in line, faith may not work. And you're going to say, well, I tried that faith stuff and it didn't work. And like Brother Hagen used to tell us, no, faith tried you and you didn't work. No. And so if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to grow in this relationship. Then I have to learn to walk by my spirit and not by what I feel. And I think too many times we as believers, we often fall into the place where we're trying to live by what we feel. And I don't know about you all, but that gets me in trouble. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are and what you are in our life. We glorify you in the beauty of your holiness. We thank you for the move of God that was here today, that we experienced today. Because we are that move and we just get to enjoy being with you in it. Father, today I ask that we understand that we're not to walk by sight. We're not to walk by our feelings. But we're to walk by faith and what our spirit says. We give you praise, glory in Jesus' name. Amen.